Pigeon. Make Maddie proud, make Daddy proud. Don't dye your hair. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Hello, welcome back everybody. Um, first up we got wellness check. Um Jay hasn't done a wellness check, so let's see how how do you feel about the Panthers in their first game? Two games? Have they played two? They have played <laughs> two season. games. And um it boy boy has it been something. <laughs> I might might honestly start take up start taking up drinking if they don't win a game sometime soon. Um <laughs> I joke, I joke, but but also, like, they got shut out in game one. They did not look too bad overall. It was very much a situation of, like, like the Wilds goalie was just doing, did, like, standing on his head, you know? It was an absolute brick wall. Um, but they could not keep goals out of the net in game two. So, like, like defense did look okay. Um, we were really relying on OEL, but, uh, it makes sense because we were kind of, we've, we've got a couple injuries to start the season right now. So you're not feeling too good. So no. maybe we should have started because I'm feeling great about the Leafs <laughs> oh, actually. <laughs> yeah. They're rubbing in my face. Why don't you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> It started before the season even actually started. They passed, successfully passed, like, eight people through waivers. Oh, it was. <laughs> Which is, yeah. like, insane for them. Unheard I don't know of. if it's a Kyle Dubas thing or people are just done playing jokes on the Leafs. Nobody can afford anybody. But um, Bobby McMahon, who I'm really surprised didn't get picked mm-hmm. up, and Martin Jones, most notably, mm-hmm. um, considering Tampa has... I guess allegedly two goalies, but mm-hmm. I don't really think that that's actually true. Um, to be fair, part of the Martin Jones thing was that he had a hundred k bonus due the next day. So if they claimed him, they'd immediately have to pay him a bonus. And whoever thought up that contract is a genius. I don't know who they are, <laughs> but they deserve a pay raise. Incredible. Um, what else? The Leafs traded Sam Lafferty to Vancouver, and I'm like, I really don't care about that. It's more why he was traded, which is because Fraser Minton, one of our children, has made the team for now. Mm -hmm. Um, we love that for him. Uh, he is also living in John Tavares' house with Matthew Nyes and John and his wife and their three children. (laughs) John's just like, I need all of them. Any guy coming up, he's living with me. Gotta catch them all. That's my exactly. that's my child right there. <laughs> exactly. You add you just add children to John Tobias's like list. Yeah. He's like, I got I got babysitters now. I don't even need to hire anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Built in babysitters. Built in babysitters. Like that's the cost of living with John Tavares is you gotta hang out with his kids. <laughs> <laughs> um they added Curtis McElady, which I ki- I'm not gonna lie, kinda made me laugh to their staff. Um 
and it, it just it's kind of funny to me and then <laughs> that jay they have jake muzzin as a pro scout which i don't know if that means that he will not be coming back to play hockey at all ever or not yeah i was kind of confused by that because yeah. then i was like wait did he like announce retirement i didn't think i saw anything but i wasn't sure if i just missed it but i think he is like okay enough to be back around the rink and he's like if i can't be on the ice put me to use mm-hmm. just put me right to use yeah. <laughs> um we have new goal songs apparently there's going to be three to four which is just too many either it's either too little or too many mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. do one or one for each player yeah, that's all I have to say. Um, they started with the Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi. Um, that was the first one they did. They're kind of tr- trying stuff out right now. And basically, the next day they were like, "Actually, we're not going to use this one." And <laughs> I was like, "Hmm, I wonder why." And I went and looked at the lyrics, and I was like, "Yep, they talk about one drug use almost off the bat, like second <laughs> line, and then um, DUIs." And I was like, "Okay, all right." Yeah. That's definitely yeah. we want we want to encourage the children to listen to. Uh-huh. Literally, that's what I'm saying. Um, and then I had another one yesterday, and it was dupe dupe dup dup. I don't know. It's German. It was fine. I want something to sing along to, though. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see what we get on Monday, which is our original six matchup. Yeah, I'm yeah. confused with the types of songs like what does based on original six games i have no idea so they're going to have like a different song if it's an original six game i don't know if that's going to mean it's like a more traditional song an older song i have no idea and then like a next gen game i feel like legally is required to be justin bieber i don't know if that's what they're saying there (laughs) or not (laughs) i feel like it should be i feel like it kind of has to be at that yeah like (laughs) who else um and then they have throwback thursday so like again how far are we throwing it back yeah are we throwing (laughs) it back old goal songs are we throwing it back just like throwback songs in general i need more context here i do i have so many questions about their decisions (laughs) throwback thursday is just whatever the hollow notes song yeah, it's it's just <laughs> you make my dreams come true. When they said it was going to be three to four goal songs, and I was like, ah, this is the perfect opportunity to just pick four other Hollow Notes songs. Yes. They have like <laughs> 10 hits, 10 very famous songs. Just pick four others. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, And uh, Austin Matthews really wanted us to hear the new goal songs. He had uh, back to back hat tricks, which is insane. That's crazy. He's the fifth player in NHL history to do it. The last one was Ovi in... Sorry, that's not true. Fifth player to do it at the beginning of the season, to start the season. Ovi was the first, last one to do it in 2017-2018. And then there was four people who did it in 17-18, which is the very first season of the NHL. Um, and so I saw like so many comments that were like, what happened in 1917? And the answer is um, war. <laughs> it was literally a world war on <laughs> i have nothing else to say yeah uh yeah so you had lower caliber of people and also it was the first year of the nhl so you had six teams 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Two, I think two separate Leafs did it. <laughs> first, Incredible. Like, I have no idea what's going on with that, but it's a thing, apparently. Yeah, I love when they when like stuff like this happens and the NHL brings out like very very specific and wild statistics um that you never would have like asked for or expected, but they're just like, yeah, here's this stat. We're great historians. And yeah. it's like, thank you. I didn't really need this, but I'll no, appreciate sure. it nonetheless. We talk yeah. about this all the time. I think we've brought it up so many times. I just want to know when things happen, who is going into the database and pulling these out that fast? They Should have be statisticians, and that is their job. Their brain is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, hmm, is there an, just an entire database that they just like, who's the last player to do XYZ? No, I I believe it though, just because that this like just lives in people's heads. Because I worked with with a, one of my colleagues over at the Solar Bears, not naming names, but um, he was the person for the Solar Bears. Where like something would happen, and right off the bat, he'd like have all the history of like, yeah, this happened like. What last time was with this Solar Bear, and this year before he even like joined the team, you know. And I'm just there, like that's you're Thanks. incredible. You're like, know, incredible. They know the last person to trip over their left shoelace, just like off the top of their head. And like, mm-hmm. how are you just like storing that information? That insignificant, because a lot of the times, not that all stats are insignificant, because obviously there are huge ones. But when they're like, this is the last player to hit a puck off the left post, then the right post, and then the goalies skate into the goal i'm like why do you know that how do you know that like well, why is so specific, specific yeah. yeah there's some and then there's always like ones they're like last person to do it on a tuesday yes and you're like why <laughs> who cares <laughs> what is significant about tuesday <laughs> it's tuesday isn't it <laughs> basically yeah that must be it they just need to say Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I like that we swung. We barely touched on. Yeah, Austin Matthews scored two hat tricks. But <laughs> why are people so weird about stats? Anyway, yeah. yeah. This man is on fire. He's on pace for 246 goals, which is a very normal number to be on pace mm-hmm. for. Yeah. <laughs> um. I love it. And they're playing Chicago on Monday, which also at home again, which also feels like just another opportunity. I have no idea who Chicago's goal. Peter Morazic is Chicago's goalie. (laughs) Crazy. So, So, yeah, so I don't see why he couldn't do it again. Why not? Um, it's also significant that Austin Matthews scored hat-tricks because he, that was like his eighth and, or seventh and eighth or eighth and ninth in his entire career, but this man has probably a hundred two-goal games. He, for the longest time, had not scored a hat-trick except for his first NHL game where he had a dick trick. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is crazy. <laughs> That's so, wild. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know he hadn't, like, scored a... 
Like I in my head, because I I like I follow the Leafs because of you guys, but I don't follow the Leafs that closely. In my head, I'm like, oh yeah, Austin Matthew just scores like four goals all the time. <laughs> he like, doesn't. Hit, hit yeah, him with the four. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. He doesn't for some reason, and I don't know what it was. It was I think it was like last year or two. It was very recently, like two or three years ago, that he got his first hat trick since <laughs> that first game. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. What do we remember about our West Coast teams? Literally nothing. I've been I've been moving all week, and I have not had time to watch, like, actually watch, other than through Twitter, any hockey. So I have that's, nothing. That's how you no learn idea. anything. It's okay. <laughs> Twitter watching is the best way to watch, especially a West Coast team, <laughs> when I don't have to stay up late. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I forgot what West Coast team I picked. <laughs> you said Winnipeg. That's why it's in there. Oh, well, fuck Winnipeg. <laughs> fuck Winnipeg. They destroyed my team. Yeah. Who was it? It was like Shifley. It seemed like he was like back from the dead. He was like, I've had this new contract yeah. worth $8.5 million. And it's for eight, seven years. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to go off right now. So you guys feel good about me. So you will feel less shitty later because he is 30 years old. Yeah. I wouldn't sign a 30 year old to a seven year contract. That is kind of eight and a half million dollars. (laughs) That is really wild. Why did they do that? Yeah, I don't know. And why did like they choose to do it is because the other thing is Hellebuck signed an identical contract. But like, why did they choose to do it? from Hellebuck and Shifley's perspective like do you not want to be on a team that's going to win because Winnipeg is really good at being first or second round exits in the playoffs Mm. and not really feeling like they're going to go any further so it just feels like a silly place to be like why wouldn't you sign a shorter deal and try and sign somewhere else I think I, I, because I don't know Winnipeg's culture very much, um, since this is the first season that I'm going to start following them. And clearly I haven't been, I forgot that I was supposed to be following them in the first place. But I know with like, like looking at it from that perspective um, of a team that like managed to sign like really good players to longer contracts or rather like put a commitment on players that are your star players rather than like, uh, leaving the opportunity open for them to go elsewhere um, is because of the culture of, like, the fan base. Like, you wouldn't expect there to be, like, a big hockey culture for South Florida. And, like, maybe you wouldn't really expect Winnipeg to be, like, a really hot, like, even though they're a Canadian team and uh, every Canadian team has an incredible hockey culture compared to the U.S., um, it's still, like... It might just be one of those things where, like, you are lured in by the promise of your fan base, the yeah. dedication of your fan base. I didn't think about the fans because there was, like, some locker room toxicness last year, which I think mm-hmm. mostly stemmed from Blake Wheeler, if I recall. He was, like, I actually, I think Shifley was also, so there were, I think both of them were pissy about, they they were like, I need to be on the first power play unit. when. neither of them last year deserved to be yeah they were not good enough to be on the first power play unit Mm -hmm. um and like better wanted the best wingers that were available um so 
I yeah, I didn't think about the fans, but Winnipeg does have a very good actually fan culture there. Mm-hmm. There, they're pretty. Solid I know their their whiteout like is incredible that they do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Um, would you guys like to learn who's on the Arizona Coyotes? Because I was shocked. <laughs> Absolutely, I would love to know. Okay. Um, also, so many former Leafs. Very concerned. Okay. Or Marlies. <laughs> um, we're going to start with former Leafs. I'll, actually, you know what? I'll just read you a bunch of people. Uh, Nick Bugstad. I forget this man exists constantly, but I Rotis- do always recognize his name. <laughs> rotisserie Chicken. That was his nickname when he was in Florida. Because he would buy a Publix Rotisserie Chicken and eat it all at one in one go. <laughs> So they have rotisserie chicken chicken and worm boy? Lawson Krause? Damn. (laughs) How lucky are they? They are. They're so lucky. And they have my boy Travis Dermott. I'm going to go in that locker room and kiss every single guy in there on the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. I feel like we talked about this before. We talked about just Travis Dermott. Um, He signed in the offseason. Okay. Yeah. That blows my mind. It does. Literally, we were like, we're, my dad and I were watching Vancouver, and he was like, where's, he's like, your buddy's not here, Travis isn't playing, and I'm like, he's not on this team anymore. I just remembered that he's in Arizona, like, last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then two Leafs, Marley's legends, Travis Boyd and Michael Carcone. What? Yeah, I know. Very <laughs> weird. Um, did they ever actually name Clayton Keller captain, or did they? Was it just leaked? I didn't think Ooh, they might I have don't actually know. named him captain. Because I kind of remember them like the jerseys were just available with him as captain. I feel like it happened in the off season. Like someone like saw it in Arizona Coyote, and they were like, "He's captain." <laughs> I don't even think he is. I don't know if is, I made that up. Did someone just like order a custom jersey and they were just like, yeah, okay. I think it was in stores. Okay. Coyotes. Captain. Oh, they don't have a captain. They haven't had a captain since OEL. I was so convinced that they named Clayton Keller captain. That I would have been concerned, to be honest. So in my head, Clayton Keller is still like a child oh he's I don't know like, why i don't know 20 what did i just had it open it's like 20 i think five or six really yes i expected him to be younger i think he because like five yeah. he entered the league around the time that i like like stopped paying attention to hockey for a bit mm. and then like i had to get back into hockey and i just in my head it was like yeah yeah Clay- clayton color is like new also, who was paying attention to the Arizona Coyotes at all during that time period? Oh, Very sure. few people, except those who like to watch uh, Trash Fire. Um, That's who so else we got? unfortunate. It is, but it's also true. <laughs> um, Alex Kerfoot, did you remember that that happened? No. I didn't realize that's where he went. I knew that he was gone. That's where he signed. Um, Jason Zucker? Really? Yeah. I think he's been there like two years. I might have also made that one up. I don't know. 
I was less surprised to see him there. Um, and then they have like three like children, or at least mentally. I don't know if they're actually children. To me, they're children. I don't know how old they are. Okay, this one's born in 2004. Actual child. <laughs> actual. Okay. Actual child. Legally a child. Um, that would be Logan Cooley. And then they oh, yeah, also yeah, yeah. have Jack McBain, born in 2000. Less of a child, but still a child. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then Matt Dumba, mm-hmm. also signed with Arizona in the offseason. And what else? Oh, Sean Jersey, yet another Leafs Marley's Mm -hmm. legend. (laughs) He's also, he was good. I watched a little bit of a Coyotes game. I don't remember why, but he he like scored a goal while we were watching. It was a good one. Love that for Um, him. I feel like for most of the time, I actually don't know how accurate this, but I feel like most of the time that he was with the Kings, he was down in the AHL. So I didn't. Um, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think but he also, was like, playing. Don't pay attention. That's very fair. I kind of remember because I was like, I feel like we lost this trade, but I also don't even remember who we traded him for. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> even Muslim trade. Ooh, might have been. Yeah. So maybe we didn't. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, Troy Stetcher is also a person of note on this team that I have heard of before. Do I have any idea where... I also feel like he was in Vancouver. I feel like I mix him up with someone, though. Nope, he was in Vancouver. He might have been part of the OEL trade. Anyway, so that's your Arizona Coyotes of note. Which is incredible. A wild funny to me. It is. It <laughs> like, truly is. <laughs> it c- c- to any Arizona having any roster is a little <laughs> bit wild, though. <laughs> like if you think about it, with everything that was going on in the off season, with like, oh, are they moving? Are they not? Are they? Do they have an arena? Like, where are they playing? Like everything that happened is astounding that like they exist. And mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm happy they do because I'm a big proponent for non-traditional hockey markets. But <laughs> but this still. one is like this one feels like the yes they like the Coyotes but they don't want them in their city. Mm-hmm. They're like actually yeah. no, <laughs> yeah we're actively against them. We like hockey but we don't like you guys. Yeah yeah, that is my interpretation of the situation, which is fair though. Like a. I don't think a city should have to pay for a uh, an arena for an NHL team mm-hmm. because they don't get enough use out of it for other things for it to be worth mm-hmm. it to them. Mm-hmm. Especially them as the taxpayers. Like, absolutely not. I can't believe Calgary's getting a new rink and making the taxpayers pay for it. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Why the hell did they move into the saddle, though? I have no idea. Why do I feel like that was like that arena's not that old? No, I think it's like old. I think it's like 80s. That's crazy. Uh, it is 83. Look at me go. What a useless oh. information is it? I don't my know head. why I thought that arena was so much more. So much more. Um, I think it, like the outside doesn't look that old, and I think that's part of it. it. 
Yeah. And I've never been inside, so I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Look at us. We talked about West Coast teams. That's our touch on them for now. Everybody clap. Um, So so proud. Yeah, Yeah, be proud (laughs) of us. Um, okay. We talked about the least school songs. We need to talk about Jeff Skinner's school song choices. <laughs> the Sabres have been doing individual goal songs for like two or three years. This year, Jeff Skinner has picked Breaking Free from High School Musical. I love it. Absolutely. Fantastic. 100%. Beautiful. Beautiful pick. His previous picks include Party in the USA, I Want to Dance with Somebody, and All I Want for Christmas is You. That one's my favorite. I <laughs> all I want from Christmas is you. Elite pick. Did he it have is. that year round? No, I think it was just for the holidays. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I was, I was gonna be like, like that's a, a commitment to a bit right there. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past him though. <laughs> yeah, <would> I. <laughs> I really wouldn't. I I love Jeff Skinner. Noted, um, noted, uh. Swifty. Figure skater. <laughs> noted oh. figure skater Jeff Skinner. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Noted figure skater, noted Swifty. He's multi he's a good multitasker. He's mm-hmm. he's great. <laughs> I feel like I have no idea what he's like as a hockey player anymore. I just know he's still in Buffalo and that's just all I know. But I do know that he's way more fun than anybody else. Yeah. I will Nobody also know picking goal songs like he is. Mm-hmm. I will also note that he used to like um back when uh the skinny legend meme was like a big thing like he was still on the canes and like i made like 12 edits of him like super skinny on the ice <laughs> and put them all around tumblr so if you come across like a skinny legend jeff skinner meme you're welcome <laughs> we have shay to thank for that <laughs> um Oh, actually, okay. Before we talk about the Oilers hiring someone, we're going to talk about how the Oilers were so bad. Absolutely so bad this week. They got beat up by Vancouver. Vancouver! Twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, They played them back-to-back. And, okay, I guess they didn't get beat up the second time, but the first game they let Brock Besser, who has not been very good the past couple of years, score four goals. Brock Besser had a dick trick to start the season. I love that for him. I love Brock Besser. Um, Thanks, guys. (laughs) You look so happy right now. (laughs) I would sign, if I had a team, I would sign Brock Besser and only Brock Besser. I don't (laughs) care how he's doing. I think this is a comeback year for him. Absolutely. I hope so. I also forgot he was still there. I really thought that they had traded him to Minnesota. Yeah, they really just don't let him go. I want to see him in Minnesota so bad. I'm sure he'll end up there, but like, I really thought that they had already traded him to Minnesota. (laughs) But they didn't, and he scored a nice stick trick for them for the first game against... Uh, Jack Campbell actually was in debt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the Oilers added Danny Ryland. Um, notably, she formed the, the NWHL 
and she was like very instrumental in women's hockey and she played for a long time and uh, they hired her as a regional scout which is super exciting but literally you know how normally the comments under those kinds of posts are just garbage they were actually mm-hmm. so good because they're just like can she play net can she play net <laughs> right after the Brock Besser dick trick game and they're like we need someone else <laughs> that's so funny it was very refreshing actually <laughs> I was like this is lovely this is what it should be Yeah. Um, the Rangers are back at it again with their, I I guess, polycule of captains. I have no other way to put it. <laughs> it's the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> the polycule of captains, please. Okay, we know that there are some intricate relationships in that, just on that team in general. But like, especially... <laughs> Amongst the captains. Okay, so we have Jacob Truba is the captain. They have five alternates. Fox, Gaudreau, Kreider, Panarin, and Zivanejad. And I just... Do you need that many? No. I I don't think anyone needs that many. I don't understand why they do that. They had like four last year too, I think. Four alternates last year. And I just, I don't understand it. It's not, it's not the vibe. Uh, I, I don't know. They have stuff going on over there and I will not, I don't want to know. They can keep doing their thing. <laughs> okay. Um, did everybody see that Bedard Crosby video that was like, <laughs> 36-year-old Sidney Crosby versus 18-year-old Bedard, and it's just, like, a quiz about things that I, uh, basically, a millennial versus a Gen Z should know. Um, But picking Sidney Crosby to be that person, like, I get it, you're, like, generational talenting it, whatever. Sidney Crosby is, like, the least online person I've ever Mm -hmm. met. I've ever seen. This man would not know what most of these things are to begin with. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he he's you pick the noted hockey robot too. Yeah. Pick someone better. Like what was the um there was one that I thought was really like they asked what's Riz? I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with this right now. I don't need to know what Sidney Crosby thinks Riz is. <laughs> <laughs> But that, I actually, I lived for that moment. I think that moment was absolutely pristine. Just it was. Sidney Crosby and, like, the, the little caption at the bottom, Riz, question mark? <laughs> like, that is a reaction image of all reaction images right there. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing that got me was, like, finish the lyric. And that man's never listened to music in his entire life. <laughs> I'm so convinced of that. I it's, It has to be a fact. <laughs> and then they were like, uh, it was like a... He did, I think he did get in sync. Did he get in sync? There was I don't think a he question. did. No? I think he got that one wrong because I remember watching the video. And he, he said like, it was like Nick Lachey. 
when it was um like Justin Timberlake or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Nick Lachey seems so far out of left field. Like yes, I know he was in a boy band. However, it just feels like a really random one to pick. <laughs> yeah. Like there are were very notable boy bands in the 90s and you're gonna pick one of the more obscure ones what was Sidney Crosby listening to (laughs) I have a feeling like Nick Lachey people who say like Nick Lachey as an answer for any boy band question are people who watch reality television I feel like maybe Sidney Crosby is a reality (laughs) TV like buff or something that must be it that must be it Um, I does feel a little alarming that Sidney Crosby knows what Snapchat is, and I don't know why that alarms me, but it does. <laughs> like, something's not right here. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. No, Off the social be. media, Crosby. Exactly. <laughs> he shouldn't be there. <laughs> he shouldn't know. Like, Sidney Crosby know. should have a Razor foot phone. And have no idea what social media even is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. He should be like my... I had a music teacher in grade 12, and he genuinely only had a flip phone. And we were like, you're insane. <laughs> I don't know how you do this. You're insane. You have emails mm-hmm. to look at. Actually, you know what? He was just freeing himself of the emails, I'm sure. Good for him. Yeah. That's the right way to do it. Maybe I should get a flip phone. <laughs> Nobody can send me emails now. <laughs> Um, okay. There were some signings. One that made sense. Two that didn't. <laughs> um, Rasmus Dahlin signed an eight year eleven A A B extension with Buffalo. That makes sense to me. That seems like what Rasmus Dahlin is worth. Yeah. I don't know why I was really convinced his name wasn't Rasmus as soon as I said it. <laughs> I like, That's not it. I'm making that up. <laughs> Um, yeah, like that is to me what I think Darlene is worth. I'm not sure if that's actually true. I have no idea. Uh, but that's reasonable. However, Trevor Zegris, three years, 5.75. No. And then we have the Ducks doubling down and signing Jamie Drysdale to a three year, 2.3 AAV. Like, why are we letting them get away with this? Just don't sign. At that point, like, yeah, just don't. Don't. Sign somewhere else. (laughs) Like, hold out longer. Yeah, they're just, it seems so insane to me that we, as a society, let the Ducks get away with signing these two contracts for Mm -hmm. two good young players. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, I'm sure there were really bad, uh, like, ESPN or American host takes also, but we're going to talk about the Sportsnet people first. (laughs) So, they were asked to predict the Stanley Cup winner. I will say this was before any games were played, but we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people for Edmonton. Why? I don't understand. What did they change in the offseason? I don't understand why you think they're any better than they were last year. I think, honestly, it's just the Connor McDavid effect where you're like, you're like, surely he gets a cup this year. 
This man is going to end up coupless. I'm so sure of it. I'm so sure that Connor McDavid will not win a Stanley Cup. Or he'll win a Stanley Cup as like a, a an extra player that we're super happy is on our team um, at 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Like that's, <laughs> that's when it's going to be. Yeah. He will not win a cup. I don't think it's going to be with the Oilers. I think he's going to end up signing elsewhere when he's old. Um, and absolutely will not be winning a cup in anything you can call his prime. Yeah. I would not be surprised. No. Okay. Other notable takes. Carolina, one, two, three, four, five times. Mm -hmm. I would say that is more reasonable. I'm more okay with Carolina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Dallas, are you kidding me? I, I, is it just, I, no, I can't, like, the only thing I can think of that Dallas has going for them is, one, Jason Robertson, and two, the fact that Jamie Ben is lasering off his knee eye tattoo. What? (laughs) Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, those are the only two things going for them, in my opinion. <laughs> this sounds like an odd, odd take. Honestly, this entire list is just an odd take. It is. Um, and, like, those are two. One is a former player, Nick Kiprios. Mm. Mm. I'm so mad that he's back on my TV. I cannot explain it to you. Anyway, um, and then... I feel like I don't remember what Luke Fox does. Something. But like mm-hmm. random. Um, I would say actually though, the most out of left field one on this list is actually LA. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't know. I honestly could not tell you who's on that team. I can name maybe three people. Kopitar is still over there. Yeah. yeah. End of list. <laughs> That's about it. That's it. I have no idea who else is over there. I need to um, Google something really quick to see if he still exists as a person. <laughs> There's somebody from... Oh, what country is it? I think Trevor I can't Moore's remember. still there. Oh, yeah. Trevor. <laughs> Trev. Drew Doughty is still... Yeah, Drew Doughty is still, oh, God, still looking at LA King. <laughs> That's what I was oh. Googling because I was like, there's no way. There's no way, right? Uh, but no, yeah, he's an alternate captain for them. Yeah. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois was what they changed. I remember now. They signed him in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Um, I hate Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. I hate him. I hate him. And I know I'm supposed to be watching LA this year. But I will be cursing my TV every time I see that man pop up. So I, wait, what did Pierre Luc Dubois do? Did like scoring? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> he was just like a bitch. <laughs> he was. I feel like he was being a dirty player. I think. Yeah, I don't. I, don't know. I think it started that play-in season that we we're like, I actually hate this man. I think that's when it started. Was the play-ins? when he was still on Columbus. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if it was when he was still on Columbus. I, I feel so. like I remember him being a little bit of a pest towards uh, certain yeah, teams. He, he was just, it wasn't even like that. It was a lot of dirty plays. 
Yeah. If you're being a pest versus dirty plays is where I'm getting pissed off. Like Matthew Kachuk doesn't piss me off that much because he doesn't do that many dirty plays. Like, yes, occasionally he does. Um, and same with Brad Marchand. Like, he doesn't tend to do too many dirty plays. But like Pierre Luc Dubois was so many dirty hits. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm so mad right now. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. He hurt someone. I cannot remember for the was life of me who it was, but it was Robertson? some knee on knee. It might have been. Yeah, there was yeah, there was something like knee on knee, you're right. I feel like it was maybe Robertson, and that probably also made me mad. Mm-hmm. He scored two goals today for the Marlies. It was very good. I actually AHL TV was free this weekend, so I was like, oh, I get to watch Amazing. the voice. Not on my phone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm like, this is just like an old team that has Pierre Luc Dubois and several former Leafs on it. Well, mm-hmm. former Marlies mostly, and Quinton Byfield. And their goalies are Phoenix Copley, who I don't remember. I don't really remember who that is. I think he was okay, pretty good, maybe. And Cam Talbot, which I don't remember Cam Talbot. I thought he was getting old. That's kind of where I thought he was. Maybe it was just he was getting, he was pretending to be too old so that he get out of Edmonton. Maybe it's a possibility. I would blame him, (laughs) especially Edmonton to LA. You're just like, yep, out of here. I would love a mild, not even cold winter. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. Um, yeah. And then the most, I would say another reasonable one on this list was Colorado with Justin Bourne. Um, and I would just like to say, like, the other thing is the Edmonton fans are always like, oh, sports is so Toronto focused, bitch. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) your face when you said that was so funny okay the other thing was they did this whole intro yesterday on hockey night in canada that was all about montreal i was like okay this is before my leafs game i don't give a shit about this i don't care about the habs (laughs) i don't care that Connor bedard's playing there for his first hockey night in canada i don't care like (laughs) I just think Edmonton fans are overall very pissy as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll pretend that I am not mixing my personal feelings about how my cousins behave about the Oilers in this. Um, but yeah, I just the year that McDavid was drafted or that they got the first overall pick, we were out there. And I just remember like being so pissed when the draft lottery happened. Because the Leafs were real shit that year. Like, in retrospect, it's fine. But, like, just that year, I just remember being so pissed. And then they were rubbing it in my face. And I was so mad. I was so (laughs) mad. And that has not gone away from me. I think that's valid. I think it's very valid to take the one or two, like, fans that you know of a certain team and stereotype them as every single fan. I think that is part of hockey culture. It is. That's why the Leafs fans get such a bad rap, because I don't think that most of us are that bad. 
it's there's some of us that are horrible, but most of us are not that bad. There's just a couple really, really loud ones. Yeah. And a bunch of middle-aged dads who hate William Nylander, and we hate them also for that reason. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Naturally. Okay. Um, so let's do our predictions. Um, I just put in the rocket because it was the only trophy that I could remember off the top of my head. <laughs> the name of. <laughs> That's the scoring trophy. Um, if, if, okay. I mean, to me, it's obviously Austin Matthews, but... <laughs> Again, we've had two games. I probably would have also still said Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. He's got a real wrist this year. Yeah. yeah. He's ready to go. <laughs> I would not be surprised if it was Austin Matthews. Like, yeah. I, I think for, for something like this, like, you're going to see your notable names pop up every single time. So if it's not Austin Matthews, it's Connor McDavid. But, like, yeah, I feel like Connor McDavid is getting more and more tired. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we were we watched some of the Oilers game last night and I was like, I have not heard Connor McDavid's name. That was bad. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like through an entire period and I haven't heard his name, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Who do we think's actually okay, let's start with who do we think's gonna be top of the Atlantic division? Hmm. Not the Florida Panthers, that's for sure. Um, I think it's gonna be the Leafs, but I'm don't I don't know. I don't think it really matters if they are or not for their performance in the playoffs. I don't think it matters yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. I think one like I'm I'll go with one. I'll go with Leafs on top as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be like Leafs and Panthers for me because I feel like both Tampa and Boston have fallen off. Mm-hmm. that's my opinion of it and i don't think ottawa is good enough i don't think detroit is good enough i definitely don't think montreal is good enough mm-hmm. who am i forgetting buffalo that's always always forgetting them <laughs> always forgetting buffalo of course so yeah what else who else would it be See, um the problem with that is that like i i fear the curse I fear the curse of, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, your team is going to be a top team. Because that means, like, like what, first, second round exit then? Well, they could be top of the division, just not top of the conference. <laughs> okay, know? okay. That's so fair. They're, they're not getting the President's Trophy. They're, they're just top of the division. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about curse. Well, I mean, there's still curses, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many curses with the Leafs, we do not have time to get into them. <laughs> That's so fair. That's so fucking fair. I don't understand why none of the other old teams are as cursed as we are. I don't know what we did. No idea. But, like, Montreal should be at least as cursed as the Leafs, by logic standards. Also in original <laughs> six teams, the They've won the most Stanley Cups of anybody, and yet we are the ones that are cursed. I do not understand. You know what? Maybe it all started, and I can be misremembering history here, so correct me if I'm wrong. But when they made, before it was officially the NHL, when they made like the first professional hockey league, did they not kick Toronto out of their league? 
Like, I'm pretty sure whatever it was before the NHL, they kicked Toronto out, the Toronto team, out of the league for whatever reason. I forget why. But I think that is where it all started. It may not have been the Leafs, but that is where it all started. That sounds vaguely familiar. But also, why is Montreal not cursed for that bad karma then? Yeah, I don't understand. No I would say, I would say the curse would have had to have happened before that. Then for that to have happened, like if it's so, like something triggered the curse. I'm thinking it's like a holes situation, like you know, in holes, how like yeah. Madame Zeroni curses like the entire like Yelnitz like bloodline or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's something like that, <laughs> where like some kind of error, some slight like. <laughs> happened where uh, you absolutely ended up cursed um and it's the entire bloodline it's and something has to rectify it um my dad's belief is that it's when his sister was born <laughs> she was born shortly i think right before the they won the last stanley cup literally like the day of or the day before um so that's my dad's belief is that it's his sister <laughs> <laughs> Like, he says he remembers, like, getting a call saying, oh, you have a new sister. And he's like, Dad, the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Like, he's like, I don't care. (laughs) That's so funny. I think it is. I think it is, too. So it could (laughs) genuinely be that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's several people who'd be like, no, it was actually my sister or whatever. (laughs) There's lots of people who are like, well, it was it was their fault actually um okay who do we think is going to be top of the metro i have to remember who's in that division i know i, I just pulled up the carolina <laughs> i think the answer is carolina for me yeah i would go with carolina as well i, I might can't be pushing it and saying the devils mm, okay i forgot about the devils they're not bad yeah i yeah, one of those two for sure. Um, okay, how about the central? Colorado. Yeah, I think it has to be Colorado. Yeah, I feel like everybody else in this division is like mid. Yeah, or bad. There's no other good team. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if like like the Wild somehow manage it yeah they, but to me they're like a perennial make the playoffs out in the first round team mm-hmm. yeah that is yeah their vibe but because their division is just so like like i don't see anyone really standing out very much in their division yeah that like i would not be surprised if they made it to the top somehow yeah i agree um okay and then the pacific Feels like it has to be Vegas for me, I think. I hate them. I hate them so much. I also don't like them. I was so pissed about the fans last year being like, it's been six long years. Are you kidding me? Are you (laughs) kidding me? Like, I feel like any other team should also be bad at this, not just like me (laughs) as a loser. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) I saw that and I was like, six, six, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Everyone else was like looking around crickets. Have you seen sports? Normally it takes a new franchise like a good 10 to 15 years to get good enough Mm -hmm. to like 
even contend. Yeah. And they made it to the fucking final twice and won it. Like, it, it pissed me off. It just pissed me off. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm not happy about Vegas being top of this division. They just are. It's unfortunately just a fact. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Ugh. Um. Okay. All right. Now to the bottom of the division. Who's the bottom of the Pacific division? Um. Anaheim. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Anaheim or Vancouver will where it will end up being. But I'm, you know, Trevor Zegers hater here. So Anaheim. I'm I'm here for the Canucks comeback. I am here for the Canucks comeback. So I'm hoping for them. I'm rooting for them. I would love that for Quinn. <laughs> for Quinn, just and for Quinn, Quinn. I don't really care about anybody else on that team. Just for yeah. Quinn. <laughs> um. Okay. And Central is so obvious to me. It has to be Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No like other they've, answer. They've allegedly won a game. I don't remember who did they beat. Did they beat the Penguins? Did they beat the Penguins? I thought it was the game before that. See, I have no idea. Not a clue. I can't even. I don't even know how to work the NHL app anymore. I'm trying to find out, but they beat the Penguins. They beat the Penguins. They did. The Penguins are like one of the oldest teams in the NHL. They're very close behind Washington, who is the oldest team in the NHL. Yeah. I remember seeing all the memes um, when uh, the Penguins and the and the Caps played each other. And yeah, it was like, oh, Peepaw versus Peepaw. Exactly. <laughs> Just old man versus old man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my goodness. The, I was watching a little bit of that game, too. And the the freaking sports and announcers, I think they're all very bad. I should preface this. Like, I like Jennifer Botterill. And that's basically the end of my list for analysis that I receive <laughs> from Sportsnet. Um but they were like, yeah, the you know, these, you know, uh, that's not the only thing Ovi does. He doesn't just score goals. And I'm like, okay, this man has never defended in his life. He does not back check. What else does he do? Other than scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, like that is the main thing he does. He doesn't do much else. That's kind of what he's known for. Yeah. It would be different. Like, he doesn't really defend. Like, Sidney Crosby defends. He's a better all-round player than Ovechkin is. Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um. Okay. Bottom of the Metro. Really? Don't say that. That's mean. It's probably true, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true, but... Damn. Um, pour one they... out for pour one out for Gabby. Yeah, <laughs> didn't they win a game already? They did they win did. a game. They beat Columbus. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's either them or Washington. I think. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Battle for who's worst, and then in the Atlantic, um, that's a tough one for me actually. 
I feel like the Atlantic is always really difficult because like you have like like such like the gameplay but it doesn't stagger as much between teams as it does in other divisions. See, I find the Atlantic is like you have three top teams. This year I think it's different, but the past it's been like three or four top teams and everybody mm-hmm. else is garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolute garbage. This year I think it's a little bit different. I think you have two or two-ish top teams um and then a pretty even middle and i don't know if the how the middle is going to end up but i think it's going to end up being buffalo or montreal Mm -hmm. and i'm trying not to be biased about montreal i guess it depends on how many players in montreal get injured this year because last year by the end of the season it was just nick suzuki who hadn't (laughs) been injured at all in this season that's so unfortunate it is like as someone who hates montreal that's crazy even to me like i felt bad for them i i felt bad for nick suzuki i was like i like Mm -hmm. this man i feel bad for him poor guy they name him captain because he's the only player left Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what it felt like um i think i'm gonna go locking in on buffalo because i feel like they have the vibes but they're just not not there right now yeah the vibes can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. Can I can I go with like an off choice? Like yeah, I think honestly is it an off choice if I pick the senator? Like I think the senators are coming up in the world. Mm-hmm. Um so I would say it is is an off choice because they got I mean Brady Kachuk and he's got True. Stutzla and they have Jeru now. Oh, like they I have, didn't realize that. Yeah, so they do have good players. So to me, like, I would say Detroit is, like, also more towards the bottom, too, despite mm-hmm. having that was my second good choice. moves. But, yeah, I think it's... I think Ottawa's going to be in the middle. I think they're going to, like, either just miss a playoff spot or just get the wild card. That is my mm-hmm. anticipation of Ottawa's season. Yeah. Yeah, they've made some moves. Mm-hmm. They find found someone else to play defense with Thomas Shabbat, so that was nice of them. There's two That's of them good. now who can play 35 minutes a night. <laughs> That's all you need, right? <laughs> Literally. That's what makes a team, right? <laughs> That's all Ottawa knows. That's how you make good defensemen. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. I remember when we had uh for the Panthers, like there was a period of time where like Alexander Barkov was playing like thirty plus minutes a night, and um he was still winning like the lady thing yeah. while play- being basically uh, like the only offense and the only defense on the team. Yeah, absolutely wild stuff has gone on. <laughs> Literally, even like. Last, I don't know what Mark Giordano's minutes were at the beginning of towards the beginning of last season because the Leafs had so many injured defensemen, but they had to have been so high for a 39 year old, like way too many mm-hmm. minutes because there was like everybody else was injured basically. He just had a rotating cast of Marlies and people acquired because they play defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, that's not a good way to develop defenders 
but it is Ottawa's preferred method, so. <laughs> Their preferred method? It is. They were like, it worked for Thomas Shabbat. Why won't it work for anybody else? <laughs> if this, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. But it is broke, and they, they just, just don't want to fix it. Yeah, they just don't want to be like, oh, Thomas Shabbat? He's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about him. And meanwhile, Thomas Shabbat is just dying in the corner. <laughs> he has, like, so much drama. Yeah, he's like, why did they do this to me? Why did I resign with them? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, on to the big one. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? The friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Whoever stays the least injured yeah. in the playoffs <laughs> and has a good goalie for the playoffs yeah. again. Like, you have to be so specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want it to be Vegas again, but I feel like it could be. I feel like it could be Colorado again. They just reunited Jonathan Druin and Nathan McKinnon, and I feel like there could be some vibes happening there, you know? Those two were really, like, enamored with each other in junior, so mm-hmm. there could be something happening. Um, And they were re- also really injured last year, I think. Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know. I could see Colorado. I'm... We'll never tell you the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-mm. I will never tell you that. <laughs> That's literally my same thing. It's like, I will, like, I don't even want to say that my, my team is going to make the playoffs. You know? <laughs> like, um, we I snuck mean, in last year <laughs> by a singular point. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Like, the Leafs are going to make the playoffs, and I have feel very comfortable saying that. Because if they don't, the team will be blown up. Like, they're going to blow up the roster. Yeah. Absolutely will blow up the roster if they don't. So, I know that they will. Because I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, I will never tell you that they're winning the Stanley Cup. Ever. So. Colorado, or unfortunately, Vegas, is where I'm at. And I don't want it to be Carolina, because I don't want Freddie Anderson to win. Sorry. No. I'm just a little bit mean like that. (laughs) Okay. On to some women's hockey before we get to the shitty things that happened in the NHL this week. Um, They have the rivalry series happening again this fall from November to December. They're playing in Arizona in Mullet Arena. Love it. Um, (laughs) I bet you, you know what? They're going to sell it out just like the Coyotes. Um, they're playing in LA and then for some reason, all the ones in Canada don't make sense to me. And I will explain why. So they're playing in Kitchener, Sarnia, Saskatoon, and Regina. Saskatoon and Regina make sense to me because that's Saskatchewan. They don't have any professional hockey rinks there. Well, they just have CHL rinks there. Um, so that makes sense to me. It's not a place that the national teams tend to go. Makes sense. Sarnia also makes sense to me. It's close to the border. It's not that um, that close to Toronto. Probably, I think it's like three or four hour drive. 
it's not that close to Toronto. You don't normally get to see the national teams. Kitchener is where I have a problem. It's like an hour and a half away from Toronto. Um, I have tickets. I'm going to go. Like, th- however, <laughs> it's an hour and a half away from Toronto. It's also probably two hours, maybe an hour and a half from Sarnia. Not far. Not that far. If you're willing to travel to see the women's team. So you're catching some of the same people on the western end of the province. And I don't understand why, if you're going to go with Kitchener, you're not just going to play in the big rink in Toronto. Like, that's what doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I I just, it, that one doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, the other ones make sense from all the other perspectives, but, I, like, I don't understand the choice of Kitchener. But I'll be there on a Thursday in December, unless I end up having to go to hockey. Whole different thing. Because where <laughs> else would I be except a hockey rink? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The PWHL has a confidential, will have a confidential platform to provide access to players and staff um, to get help or report abuse and misconduct, which is really good. It's good to see that they'll have something set up before the season starts. We don't have to scramble in the middle to get it done. Um, it's also partnered with the CHL, USHL, AHL, and ECHL on this. So that's, again, good. Don't need to think about it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were rumors that the teams wouldn't have names by January um, perpetuated by noted enemy of mine, Ian Kennedy. Um, but Stan Caston, who's a board member and one of the main people funding, says they'll have names, but they may not have logos yet, which, again, I'm okay with. Like, obviously, I would want to buy merch for the Toronto team, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm happy if they take their time and design a nice logo that I like as opposed to rushing it. Mm-hmm. And having some ugly ass logo. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't want to end up with a, a. No offense to the Jacksonville Iceman, but a Jacksonville Iceman type logo. Yeah, like there's such bad. They changed the logo of like the club I play for and I coach for this year, and it's so ugly now. It used to be nice, and it's so ugly now. It's pissing me off. That's so tragic. So I'm like, stop. <laughs> They've changed it. So I started playing in the club when I was nine. I'm 25 now. They've changed it, I want to say, five times in that span, which is just too many. Mm-hmm. And for no good reason at all. And like, so it's the, the team is the Twisters. And they've just changed it so that it's like block letters of our location and then says Twisters in a banner underneath. Like it used to be a Twister logo. Mm-hmm. And it's so just boring graphic design ugly now. Like, <laughs> graphic who? design is my passion. No, it's not even that. It's like the the like boring girl architect or like graphic design don't like color type. Mm, a beige, yeah. beige girl. Yeah, beige. like a yeah, a beige girl designed this logo. I'm like, I hate it. Mm-hmm. The kids I, see, I, see. I don't think like it either. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> Um, okay, we're also going to have CCM and Bauer will both be equipment suppliers of the PWHL, and then individuals will also have the opportunity to, you know, continue the partnerships that they have 
like for instance i think natalie spooner is with true hockey um so they'll be able to continue those partnerships but they'll have access to options which is good because like some people are like i hate bauer this and i like bauer that like i don't know i'm a mm-hmm. a lover of a non-existent no longer existent hockey brand so <laughs> i'm just a sufferer basically <laughs> yeah i miss easton <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's a throwback i yeah i so i had two i had like a stick from them that i probably bought three of the same stick and i finally broke the last one this summer and then i was like i don't know what to do with myself how do i find a new stick that's not so an easton stick when i was <laughs> teaching I- my nephew how to skate a few years ago um i like got him pads and everything and gloves just because he was little um so i just put him in like full gear and the gloves that i had were Easton gloves and I looked at them and I was like what and this was just like two-ish years ago I think but I was like I yeah. feel like I have not it's just been so off my radar that I was it was a wild time to see yeah like I think the only Easton gear that I have is like sticks that belonged to like like wood sticks from like like <laughs> NHL players that are signed and that's sitting yeah. in my hockey room yeah, they're um Bauer bought the brand, but like closed off the line of sticks that I liked and don't make a blade similar. So like it was seriously a mission to find me a stick. And I don't even like the stick I got. I'm like, it feels too short. There's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, like most of my I feel like just feel like Easton was a little bit cheaper, so that's probably why I ended up with it, and then I stuck with it. But like most of my equipment was all Easton growing up, and I still have Easton gloves, and they don't make gloves like those anymore either. So I'm like, okay, mm. just suffering here. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I will say, if you want to switch to like a different side, I'm partial towards Warrior just because they like gave me some stuff when I was like first starting out. Mm. Um, just because like I I tried to buy gloves from someone like secondhand and uh they marketed as gloves but they sent me a singular glove and so i was like please internet help me find the other half of this glove so i don't have to pay full price again and they saw the post and they were like hey what's your size we'll send you a new pair of gloves and after that i was like you are my you are my you are my gear supplier now nice yeah, I don't have to buy too much new stuff. Thankfully, all my stuff fits <clears throat> me, but like I'm wearing through the gloves. So I gotta, I like, okay. So the thing is, most gloves are just like an open hole, but mine have a cuff, which mm-hmm. I really like. And they basically don't make any like that anymore. So I'm either gonna have to try and find secondhand gloves, which is again, no point because there'll be massive holes in them, or find something new. So. I've, like, mentally started preparing myself for a different set of gloves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easing my way into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, yes. And then the last women's hockey thing is that Melissa Fujim... I had it earlier, and then I just butchered it. Okay. Melissa Fujimajari... Gari, maybe? Um, she has played in the PHF before. She's played in Sweden and stuff like that. Um, she is on a PTO with the Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo Wings of the ECHL. 
Um, she played in the first, um, sorry, not the first. So she played in one of their uh, exhibition games, preseason games this week. They won mm-hmm. in overtime. Um, and she, so it sounds like she might end up actually signing a contract with them, which would be super cool. Oh, I love hearing that. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. That's it for nice hockey things. And, um, if you don't want to hear about the NHL and Pride tape for valid reasons, this is the end of the episode. We'll catch you later. Catch you on the next one. Um, if not, trigger warning, homophobia, transphobia. So, um, the NHL has issued a league-wide ban on Pride Tape, um, on top of already having banned, uh, specialty journeys, jerseys, sorry. Um, Bill Daly said, game and practice restrictions won't interfere with players' ability to support in other settings. In fact, we encourage them to. We just don't want to put players in a tough spot simply because they don't choose to join. We are, they basically created this policy to protect seven or eight players last year who said they Mm -hmm. didn't want to wear pride jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Of how many that play in the NHL, that's absolutely ridiculous. No, it's insane. I also, I just think it's crazy. Like, obviously that was not a great look or whatever, but obviously you're putting yourself out there and not even just putting yourself out there as a, oh, I'm not an ally, like whatever. There a lot of them were also saying, like the coaches were saying, like, oh, like that's not his beliefs and da da da, which like whatever. But like it just makes no sense to ban an entire thing and then pride tape. Yeah. Within that. I just have no words. Like I cannot mm. pisses me off. Yeah. Um the good news is we did hear from prominent figures saying that they think it's stupid, which we very rarely hear from them saying these kinds of things when it comes to quote unquote political statements. Um, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Brian Burke, Morgan Riley, Scott Lawton, like several people said, this is dumb. I don't understand why they're doing it. And, um, that they'll probably end up using it anyway. Like Morgan Riley has been involved with Toronto Pride for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and has become even more involved in recent years. And um like Brian Burke is really the really obvious one because of you can play he has he had a gay son who um passed away. But he was the one who created You Can Play for that reason was to make sure that people like his son were included and felt included in hockey. Mm-hmm. And something as simple as a little bit of tape on your stick and warm-ups makes queer people feel safe in safer and know that this player is safe to them in mm-hmm. the game, right? Yeah, for sure. I also... The part of this that 
extra doesn't make sense to me is using the pride tape on like not pride nights on just on normal game nights game nights that's always been a decision for people putting it on their sticks and being like mm -hmm. this is i want to show my support outwardly by putting the tape on my stick and again most of these players do it every single game every single warm-up um whatever so it's not like it was a nhl mandated thing like a special thing that they put on the players like they were just deciding to do it individually mm -hmm. so then mm -hmm. to then tell people that oh you can't make this individual choice anymore to put colored tape pride tape on your stick like it's just so dumb it is and most of them only wore it for the game the one mm -hmm. pride game if they even wore it during the game a lot of them just wore it during war warm-ups because like mm -hmm. i get people are super particular about this their sticks right like i completely understand that you might not want the distraction of having a pride tape blade or even like some on your handle whatever but um it's just ridiculous that they're so bent out of shape over such a small gesture and that happens in such a short amount of time for most people. And there are always still players who don't put the tape on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even for warmups. And like, yes, I, I would say we tracked it in the past couple of years a little bit more. But I don't think anybody's really been like, oh, this person's a bigot because they didn't put tape on their stick. Yeah. Right? Like, no one's been doing that. Mm -hmm. Um. So another thing that really bugs me and one of my question was i don't know if anybody has i haven't been able to really watch arizona and like spot travis dermott but travis dermott used to always have it on his stick year round because he has someone that he cares about who is in the community and he wants to show his support for them that's simple right mm -hmm. like that's basically all we're doing with the tape so i don't know if he has had it on but for him as a fringe NHL player, like a bottom six defenseman, it might not be safe for him to do that because of contracts and um, his basically an uncertain future. For someone like Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby or Morgan Riley, it's nothing for them to do it. And the fine is nothing to them, if there is one. I, we have no idea what the consequence will be for wearing this tape. And um, I think it was Gord Miller was looking at the rule book and said, there is no rule against having colored tape on your stick. In fact, Van Riemsdyk actually has green tape at the top of his stick for a camp he and his brother help at every year. Is that not? Yeah. So what, what you're telling me is that I can't use specially made rainbow pride tape but if i wanted to buy a tape in every single color and put that around my stick you can't tell me shit. it's not pride tape i just put a rainbow on there i just out of my own free will yeah <laughs> that's I, it's Wait, funny because loophole. i was gonna say i was gonna say the loophole would have been like oh one player on each team like has like a different color on their stick yeah. and together you make a rainbow <laughs> yeah like a collective rainbow yeah but there are the the small hope that I have out of this whole situation because I I have been fairly quiet as we've been like going on this situation and I it's because I I don't really have the words for yeah. 
how awful this is. Like, like you said, it was seven players. Seven players that the NHL is protecting. And they dismantled not only an entire system that doesn't just include pride but it includes like hockey fights cancer it includes the the black history month it includes all of these other specialty jerseys um but to go the step further and ban pride tape like that is the nhl saying hockey is not for everyone and it is a such a painful painful thing to see as a queer hockey fan and it like i don't have the words but i i do have hope because of how many people have been coming out and saying like oh um i am going to use the tape regardless on that night or um players questioning whether or not like this is uh this is fair or just and using their voices to comment on the situation when they otherwise like in other situations in the past have stayed quiet yes i agree it gives me a little bit of hope that you know these big name players who often don't comment on anything um are saying you know this is stupid we're gonna keep supporting we'll take the fine or whatever it is um i think what anthony duclair said was really important he said for me you're also banning black history month um, and he said, I think we're taking a step backwards, to be honest. And that's mm-hmm. exactly it. I think that sums it up perfectly. The NHL is genuinely trying to become less inclusive, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like they cannot tout their hockey is for everyone tout around, you know, these, the other thing is they use like so many women's players as props. And so many of these women's players are all queer. They're like most of the ones they use as props are queer. Mm. Several of the ones working in the league are queer. Um, For instance, Megan Duggan, she works for, I think it's New Jersey. Um, Her wife, her and her wife, Jillian Apps, were, you know, one of the OG Canadian American rival couples. Like, there's so many of people who work in hockey who are queer or who work around hockey who are queer, and you're also showing these employees and these staff members that you don't think that them as a person is something that should be celebrated, something that should be valued. Um, Not to mention the fact that there has never been an out queer hockey player in the NHL. They're, like, you are forcing these people further into the closet and you might see you'll probably see still like fewer kids coming up who feel comfortable coming out who feel comfortable um even continuing to play hockey because by doing this you are perpetuating you know homophobia and kind of in a in a way saying it's okay to um be against queer people and just mm-hmm. it just makes it more unsafe for you know people coming up through the sport and seeing this and going oh i'm not safe here this Mm -hmm. is not somewhere i can be safe which is not what you want for children in general um but for anyone you 
want it to be a safe space to enjoy something that is fun. Hockey is supposed to be fun, and you're the NHL feels it feels like the NHL is continually making it not fun through several different things that they've done, <laughs> but most notably of late, the banning of pride tape and removing specialty jerseys to placate seven or eight bigots. Um, on a little bit of a brighter note related to this, um, according to The Athletic and the makers of Pride Tape, one NHL team has already called them in order a whole case of Pride Tape. Um, I saw something from the Seattle broadcasters that they like, um, they're like, we'll find a different use for it. And they, um, taped around mm-hmm. the outside of their mouse pad, you know, like, it's nice to see stuff like that. Brian Burke mm-hmm. said he'd pay the fans of any player who uses the tape. Um, so I, I am hopeful in where people are, how people are feeling about it and how people are reacting to it. But again, like this, the NHL makes it so hard to like my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have, uh, anything else of, to note related to this? I think the the only thing we didn't touch on was that the issue was wide enough that it actually made it onto Pop Crave on on Twitter. Yeah, so the NHL is so good at only making the news for bad things. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, my my only other than that, my my last thing to note is that as someone that worked in hockey, as someone who is openly queer, as someone who tried to do so many pride initiatives while in my three years of working for uh, an ECHL team and an NBA team because that's one thing that I don't talk about a lot is that I was the co-chair of an the employee resource group for an NBA team but it like even the most supportive of teams which I have nothing but good things to say about the organizations I worked for um having to get pride initiatives passed and like even get them like the ideas like go from ideas to through the phases of trying to get them passed was like pulling teeth it it was they make it so hard in sports to get Mm -hmm. these initiatives passed and to see it roll back like it's not surprising but it is like no less painful Um, and on that note, we say to the queer communi- community, uh, we love you. We see you. We're, we're with you. We're part of you. Um, and you belong in hockey. Um, yeah. keep making it a better sport just by being in it, being a part of it. That's it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at for fuck's sake pod instagram at for fuck's sake podcast tiktok at for fuck's sake pod and tumblr at for fuck's sake podcast bye bye bye